conscious couples, business partners, and singles committed to attracting their dream partner, welcome to the Conscious Couples Podcast, where we share our life, love story, and combined relationship expertise to help you create and consistently cultivate the most magnificent, intimate relationship possible. Never again will you feel hopeless and alone in your intimate relationship challenges. Having accumulated thousands of hours coaching conscious couples and individuals all over the world, as well as starting and growing a global business together, Alan and I are here to guide you and all things relationships. Thank you again for tuning into the one place where it's not about you or me. It's about the the we. we. Conscious couples and individuals from all over the world, welcome back to the one and only Conscious Couples Podcast. For episode number 89, how connected do you feel to your partner? So first and foremost, this is going to be slightly a giggly episode. We want to call the elephant out in the room. Emilia has purchased a chair. <laughs> that yes. It's an office chair, new office chair. It's a good one. And from Office Chair Solutions. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but it's huge. And it reminds her of the one from the Grinch, the chair of cheer. Yeah. So she's looking right at it right now, which is why she can't stop laughing. So if she laughs during this episode, sweetheart, we're going to need you to lock it up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So how to stay connected to your partner? How connected are you to your partner rather? Before we jump into this episode, thank you so much to Next Level Podcast Solutions for producing this show and 53 others. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making our lives so much more wonderful. Beautiful. This is a event review. Debrief. Debrief. Mm-hmm. Debrief. Event debrief. We had an event. Yeah. RTE event, Relationship Talks event number 28 was last night. And sweetheart, before we jump into this episode, as always, ladies first, what is your intention? So my intention, as Alan and I play footsies down here, <laughs> you guys can't see that, but off screen, for our listeners is I want to help y'all create deeper emotional connection in your relationship but not just emotional holistic connection (laughs) in your relationship i told you she was gonna be giggly this is good (laughs) this is good this is a Mm -hmm. a part of emilia that is one of my favorites a lot of people don't see this part yeah this is good it's good it's vulnerable welcome welcome to the vulnerable okay So we have two things up on the big screen behind us. Mm -hmm. One of them is the five stages of relationship. And we showed this in the event. And I got a lot of aha nods at that moment of like, oh, that's interesting. So we're going to go through the five stages. That'll be the where we will start. The five stages of a relationship are number one, the honeymoon phase. This is when you first meet. There's everything to gain and nothing to lose. This is where it's just frolicking and it's amazing and... Trips and dates Trips and, and dates and doing and things and the, all that soireing. kind of stuff. Soireeing around the world yes. or in our case, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is differences. This is the stage where you start to realize, okay, so we have some differences, you and I. Oh, yeah. You know, I love movies. She <laughs> doesn't as much. <laughs> differences. Okay. <laughs> Then you get into struggle. So stage one is honeymoon phase. Stage two is the differences stage when you start Mm -hmm. to realize, ooh, okay, mm, interesting. This is when you start to play scared. Now you're starting to fall in love. Honeymoon phase, tail end, falling in love. This is when you start to integrate lives, okay? This is when you start to integrate maybe living together. 
This is when you start to integrate goals. This is when you start to integrate finances. This is when you start to meet their family. Mm. They meet your family. You start having a vision of the future, of the wedding, potential children. This is when you really start to integrate lives. <laughs> and Evelia's reaction is like, whoa, slow down, chief. No. <laughs> but at the end of the day, this is when you start to really get to know each other. Mm. Living together is a perfect example where it's like, oh, we are different, you know? He wants to do dishes at night. She wants to do dishes in the morning, X, Y, Z. Insert differences here. Yeah. The third stage is struggle. This is where you start to argue, friction, butt heads. butt heads. You're not on the same page, that kind of thing. There's stage four and stage five. Now, most couples, I believe, don't get through stages two and three. Stage one, honeymoon phase. Stage two, struggles, uh, differences. Stage three, struggles. Mm -hmm. I think we ping pong between honeymoon, differences, struggle, back to honeymoon, differences, struggle. If you've ever seen those relationships where they're kind of a roller coaster, it's like, oh, we, we went on a break and now we're back together, back in a new honeymoon phase, but now we're back to differences and struggle. Okay, now we're struggling. Oh, now we're on a break. Oh, back in the honeymoon phase. And that is very, very common. I've had several relationships in my past where it was like un unbelievable for a couple months and then it was differences and struggle and then we'd have a fight. And then it would go back into honeymoon for a little while. Things would be better for a little while. And then it would go back into struggle and differences again. Mm -hmm. And so for those of you who want to break out of that cycle, now is the time. <laughs> <laughs> now is the time. We're about to teach you the fourth and fifth stage. Now is definitely the time. And this is where the event that we had last night and where, you know, how to deepen that emotional connection really comes in. Because what we find is you're going to continue to ping pong through the one to th two to three stages and not actually go to four and five because of this, that emotional connection. And per this episode, if you're feeling connected to your partner, you have better, like the odds are more in your favor to actually go to step four and five. And step so four, what are step four and five? Step four and five is repair. So after you have differences or struggle, there's the emotional intelligence to be able to actually repair whatever was maybe lost, broken, or changed. Say, and, I'm sorry. Yep. Apologize. Say, I apologize. Now I understand something. Ownership, I externally, internally, all that jazz. And then after that, what happens when there is, you know, moving through the challenges together, what comes as a result of that, which is stage five, is enduring love. So, sweetheart, you at the event last night, mm -hmm talked about two clients that you coach and yep. they both are in a relationship and they can you just share their story high level for all of us and for the listeners we want you thinking about these stages when Emilia tells this story and then we also want you thinking about the stages in the past of your own relationships that you've been through so that you can get the breakthroughs yeah absolutely so high level this this couple had met each other and very quickly things moved fast so they were in the honeymoon for a very short period of time and then decided to tie the knot, get married, move in together. And at that point, both of them have had a past, of course. And one of them had children and both of them had pets and, and integrated their lives. So one of the partner moved in with the other partner. And before you knew it, all the differences and all of the struggles really came out really hot and heavy. And before you know it, a couple, like a year or so in, one of the partners asked herself, like, how did I get here? How did I get in this role of really just doing all of the things except chasing after my dreams, except actually going full blown after my goals? And so one of them was working a ton to cope. 
one of them and then the working. other one was kind of appeasing to cope yeah and the one who was appeasing ended up with all the laundry all the kids all the house duties and okay. ended up in her words i how did i end up this quote-unquote housewife yeah. how did i get here yeah how did i get here and that was kind of like the rock bottom of, of of okay how did how did we get here and that's what we were talking about in the event which is so often do we get in a relationship and then we lose ourselves we stop putting ourselves as a priority which that level of prioritization is actually what magnetizes people together in the first place oh that person has autonomy. Oh, that person has independence. I want to be around someone who has that because I'm struggling to do that. That's usually a lot, a big thing that magnetizes people. But yet when you get in a relationship and go through that honeymoon phase, that differences, that struggle phase, you start to lose yourself. And so many people in the event raise their hands said, yes, I've been there before. Yeah. I said, who here has ever lost themselves in an intimate relationship? And pretty much every hand in the room oh, yeah. went up, including Emilian and yeah, eyes. So absolutely. real quick, love, I want to articulate this. So when you first meet someone, there's everything to gain and there's nothing to lose. So you're playing to succeed. You're playing to win. You're not playing in fear. Yeah. You're, when you start to fall in love and you start to integrate, all of a sudden there's something to lose. Mm. So you, now you start to play scared. Now you start to put the relationship first instead of yourself first. And then you lose yourself in that. And then that becomes this downward spiral of, well, now I'm going to invest in the relationship. The relationship starts to struggle and fail <clears throat> because you're not putting yourself first anymore and you're appeasing or whatever it is or coping or numbing or distracting, which we talked about in the event. And then in order to make up for that, you pour even more into the relationship. Okay. What we're saying, and this is the way to break this cycle, is... The reason you were attracted to each other in the first place was because of your amazing independent awesomeness. <laughs> and you need to put that first if you want that polarity and that attraction to come back. So two questions for our audience as we talk about this concept. So per this episode title, how connected do you feel to your partner? That's number one, right? Number two is how connected do you feel to yourself? Because what we articulated in the event is that the level of depth that you want to go with your partner, first, you have to be able to go there with yourself. So if you feel disconnected from yourself while you're in a relationship, which usually you we only catch that when our relationship starts to kind of split hairs, right? When we go from the differences, the power struggle, and we actually don't find ourselves going shifting into stage number four, which is more of that repair and enduring love phase, we end up seeing, okay, we're starting to grow apart. And as a result of that, why, why am I so disconnected to myself? So we feel like almost like naked and afraid again, because not only are we starting to lose our relationship, but we realize as we start to look at that, appeasing pouring more in we've actually also lost ourselves so it's one of the most terrifying experiences people can go through when they feel disconnected to the partner because more often than not we find that we're disconnected to ourselves too Hi, Amy and Chris Lenius here to give a quick moment of appreciation for Alan and Amelia we have been working with them for a few months now anyways maybe six maybe going on six months now and we appreciate you guys so much to see you guys work as a team to help couples work as a team is one of the most beautiful things i have ever seen not only have you helped us reconnect and helped us with our marriage you've also helped us through big life moments with boundaries with creating our own stable unit at home we appreciate you guys so so much yes truly heartfelt appreciate 
you guys and everything you've done for us. Thanks, guys. Thanks. We love you. And so stage one, again, honeymoon stage. Stage two is differences, starting to notice the differences. Stage three is struggling to integrate those differences. Mm-hmm. Assuming that you break the cycle and actually identify the fear and start prioritizing who you really are and being vulnerable and courageous in your communication, that's when you move to stage four, which is repair. And then when you have the certainty that you can repair struggles and challenges, now you want to go into enduring love. That's what the commitment part where that's really, in my opinion, when people should actually get married is once they already are past the stages where you work through difficulties and challenges. You, -hmm. You, in my opinion, and this is just, again, my opinion, but growing up, I would see these people who would get into relationships and they would get married within a year in the honeymoon phase in the honeymoon phase that's that's like it's just a little bit dangerous because you don't really know each other fully yet you don't even know yourselves yet and there's going to be a lot of growth and evolution so ironically the best certainty you can have in an intimate relationship in my opinion is how well you work through challenges i think people think we don't have any challenges so we're great we're gonna crush it this is gonna be great no, yeah. that's fairy tale land. <laughs> the truth is I would I would always bet on the couple who has challenges and handles them with grace, mm-hmm. handles them with love, handles them with repair. That one couple makes mistakes, knows it, owns it, repairs it, and works together to be better. Yeah. That's the couple I would bet on. I would not bet on the couple that has no mistakes because they're living on the surface. Well, here's the thing. That couple that I had talked about, their story in that event, one of the things I'm really, really proud of them for is the fact that humility has really made its way into the relationship where instead of pretending like there's no issues, there's no problems, there's no challenges, there's no differences, no struggles. Which is just living on the surface. Which is living on the surface, exactly, and not a deeper connection. There's actually an acknowledgement and acceptance component of the fact that there's contrast here. There's contrast between the partner's likes, dislikes, goals, aspiration, personal development, set point, emotional intelligence, level at which they've worked through their trauma. You coach both these people. Uh, Can you share with us what, what the breakthroughs have been for you that would help our listeners? Yeah, I would say number one, the biggest breakthrough is the the disconnection that each other have felt for for and with one another has been a byproduct of the extent to which they felt disconnected from themselves. Is that land? Yeah. Okay. So so from your perspective, why did you, from a clinical perspective, why did they lose connection with themselves? Comes down to the belief, core belief of I won't be loved if I actually lean more into the depths of exploration of who I am now. And ultimately, that comes down to a deservancy factor. Am I lovable enough if I lean into my goals and dreams? Will my partner still love me if I work through these really difficult traumas? And it gets hairy and it gets really like squished down to the bare bones and I outwardly react in a way that's maybe not favorable and an example of that might be i really do want to try to start this business yeah and i know that's going to make it really challenging for you because now you're going to have to watch the kids at this time or whatever so the fear of not being loved in that entrepreneurial endeavor in the differences phase in the differences phase so it's almost like yeah you're afraid to chase your goals and dreams and be who you really are Because you're afraid that will create even more differences. Yes. When in reality, not doing that is going to make you unfulfilled 
and appease and lose yourself. Right, exactly. So they're learning how to work through these phases in real time with every single new situation. In the contrast, that's the second thing that I would give our listeners is one of the things that I've I've seen not only in these individuals, but so many other individuals. And we've talked about this on our podcast, Bianca and I at Involve Ventures, we talk about this a lot. We have such a deep need for belonging that we don't want to see the contrast. So let's say, for example... I am extremely growth oriented. I've always been believing in myself when it comes to goals, when it comes to dreams. I've made more progress than typically my peers. <clears throat> we don't want to see that. So we we kind of turn down the dial of who we actually are around others to make other people feel better because they have insecurities and we're well familiar with people's insecurities, right? We want to belong, we want to fit in and we want to have love, right? And so what I what I find with that, and this is what I would call the more growth-oriented partner, the more growth-oriented partner, if they're not willing to accept that they're more growth-oriented, there's a huge power struggle that just continuously is endured through relationships and ultimately can be the divide in the delusion that happens in relationships. And you and I, early on in our relationship, I was the one who said you're more growth oriented than I was yeah. and you struggled to accept that. Yeah. And yep. I think your fear underneath that was, well, what does that mean? Is that a bad thing? When in reality, not accepting that would be the problem. Right. Because I'm, and again, it depends on the area. I think there's well, certain- had humility. A lot of partners don't have humility because they're so concerned and insecure about their own intelligence that they would never want to see that contrast nor ever give that to your partner like you did for me. Okay. That's fair. So- Last piece of this, and then we'll go because we do got to jump. What would you suggest to someone if they're listening and they are in a position where their partner doesn't want to see that contrast? Oh, that's such a good one. So I would actually give what I gave, what we gave at the event, which is ultimately the, the three steps that we shared there. Number one, remove the digital distraction because when a partner doesn't want to see the contrast, likely they're being distracted by some some regard of technology. And we talked about that. That's kind of a lot of leaps at one point. But when you can remove any sort of digital distraction and actually start to face whatever fear or challenge that you're going through in this one particular, not wanting to face that contract, there's a lot of inner work that needs to happen there. And so removing the digital distractions actually allows you to kind of enter into the chasm, the doorway, if you will, of what I call the inner world, which is going inwardly and asking yourself, why is that? What exile might be present, which is that second step? What exile must be present? The part For the of the short version of exile, by the way, we're not going to have time to go into what that means. We'll do other episodes about that. Yep. But it's the unpleasant truth that you don't want to face. For example... Yeah. Emilia is more growth oriented with inner work than I am. And she has been doing therapy and clinical work and studying this stuff her entire life since she was 13 years old. That could have been an exile. For me, it wasn't. I actually am grateful. That's actually what I asked for prior to meeting you. Believe it or mm -hmm. not, that's what I was hoping for. But an exile might be, uh-oh, my partner has bigger goals and dreams than I do, mm -hmm. and I'm insecure about that. So I exile that truth instead of facing it and then working with it. 
Yeah, absolutely. So great with the high level. And I think that when we can become curious around what our exile is, so like, why is it that I'm struggling to face the truth here and ask ourselves those questions before we even go at it with our partner and try to figure that out? Your partner can absolutely guide you if they're the more growth oriented one. Mm -hmm. However, it might because it's a very delicate area of our internal world, if you will. Oftentimes, it's a very scary territory to kind of journey or venture inwardly and ask and answer that question actually hear what your intuition is saying why are you so uncomfortable or not wanting to see the contrast and so in this case one of those partners did come and coach with you because sometimes it's good to talk to someone else and do that work out there uh outside of the relationship exactly okay and then the third step love the third step really comes down to vulnerable communication so just like this couple had gone through and i'm so so proud of them for this and when they listen they'll know who they are but ultimately it was the vulnerable communication that they had brought into their relationship that really helped after they uncovered some of the whys they got some of the guidance around understanding what this contrast is and where it is and all that jazz right they brought what they called i believe they created a word called like safe space this is a safe space conversation which is essentially an agreement between two partners both of them that likely our exiled parts are going to be triggered so it's going to be an easily triggered conversation however if we both agree that this is a safe space conversation we can have and the focal point is vulnerable communication in other words we're going to talk about something we are insecure about, at oh, least one of us. Yeah. We're going to talk about insecurities. Please don't lash out. Please don't run away type of thing. Yeah, Again, absolutely. because in the context of this episode, we haven't given a lot of IFS stuff. So I right. just want to make it as clear as possible. Right. If your partner is deeply insecure about something, you're most likely avoiding the topic. Right. And so if you can create a safe space where you actually talk about your insecurities and if you are the most more growth oriented partner try to lead by example in this and actually share your insecurities yes don't fake insecurities though definitely don't Don't pretend you have an insecurity that you don't because then the partner is going to know that you're being patronizing (laughs) and share something that you're actually insecure about even if it is hey i'm insecure about this but i think i'm more growth oriented than you are yeah and i'm insecure about sharing that yeah and i wish that wasn't true but i believe it is And we need to talk about it. And the reason why I said step number one, which is removing digital distractions. Imagine you saying that to a partner who is like in their phone and them not even listening to you. Imagine how that would feel. That's a very vulnerable, intimate space of conversation that can be so constructive for your relationship. And likewise, if you have distraction or digital devices that are distracting you from that beautiful, vulnerable heart share... It can be so destructive to your relationship. And therefore, you will not feel emotionally connected. Right. Okay. So strong work. Is there anything you want to add before we move forward? All right. If you are out there listening to this or viewing this on YouTube and you're sitting there going, okay, I don't feel emotionally connected. I definitely need help here. I think I'm the more growth oriented partner or my partner is more growth oriented. I don't know how to approach this. I don't know what next step to take. We have something called relationship talks coaching. In fact, we actually have someone who booked for this evening, which we're super excited about. So shout out to you if you are listening. You probably know who you are, although maybe not because you don't know what day this is uh, because this is launching technically next Monday. Right now it's Friday. Anyways, if you want to book that, it is a safe space to talk about your insecurities. When you talk about your insecurities and your fears, they don't get bigger. They get smaller. It's when you hide them and you pretend they're not there that they get 
bigger and eventually they take the garden what's amazing is the couple that we had mentioned here they initially started through a yep. relationship tox coaching yeah and yeah. they've really been able to have and that was like so a year and help. a half ago so like amazing awesome. yeah so you never know what's possible on the other side of courage so Shit, how ahead. long we've been doing this yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm go kidding. ahead and take that next step <laughs> additionally in the show notes when you go and book your free relationship talks call we can't wait to see you there will also be a link in the show notes for our next relationship talks event mm. so do you remember which episode it was the nonviolent communication one i don't so emilia and i did an episode on nonviolent communication and we looked at the data and that was twice as popular yeah as any of the other anything high hitting episodes so we decided you know what this is obviously something people want to learn more about so go ahead love so we're gonna get into it on our next event so november 16th save the date or just click that link in the show notes and it will automatically save to your calendar 6 p.m eastern standard time how to practice nonviolent communication is going to be all about what that event is like so we hope that you join us register with that link in the show notes now to save your seat and as always, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. It's not about you or me. It's about the, the we. We'll talk to you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Conscious Couples Podcast. We love connecting with the Conscious Couples community. So please make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at Evolve with Amelia and Alan is a Lazarus 88 also, if you or your partner resonated with this episode, leave us a review at the link in the show notes and please share this with someone you love and care about. Until next time, remember, it's not about you or me. It's about the we. The we.